0: Hello and welcome back to the 48th. Fuck, hold on. I, I don't even know.
1: <laughs> Let me look.
0: I think it's a 48th.
1: 48th, it is. Yeah, 47th says the state of the Democratic Party, how we got here.
0: Okay, sounds good. Um, all right. All right, five, oh, four, three, two hello and welcome back to the 48th episode of the oligarchy disruptor podcast with your host ben and leon and we have our lovely co-host as always ashley downing
1: glad to be here
0: Alrighty, guys so today we got a stacked fucking lineup for you today we're going to talk about a uh the bombshell that was dropped on us yesterday by the live stream and we all know what Whoa. we're talking about with bernie sanders endorsing joe biden um yesterday. And we're also going to talk about a Facebook post by um, a Bernie supporter that I happened to come across and that was widely shared across social media. And I wanted to read it to you because I feel like this definitely represents a lot of the sentiment that I feel like a good segment of the Bernie Bernie supporters feel this way, including Mm -hmm. myself. I won't speak for Ashley, but I will say that I kind of feel this way. Not everything that this chick says is the way I feel, but for the most part, she nails it on the head. So, I agree. <laughs> so uh, we're going to read that as well. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into the first topic, which is, once again, Bernie Sanders endorsing Joe Biden yesterday. So, A, did you think going into like this Time period now that uh, we're like Bernie Sanders really suspended his campaign or whatever um, and he's just collecting delegates uh, up until the convention with Joe Biden did you did you see him actually endorsing him like I know he always said that he was gonna like help put him in the office but I think an endorsement is substantial Elizabeth Warren didn't endorse Joe Biden either it's because they, they, it doesn't make sense. They, they didn't want to, like, put their stamp on them, you know? So did you see that uh, coming, or, like, what were your thoughts on that?
1: Um, no, I did not see it coming. I, on, in all honesty, it almost made me um, a little disappointed to have shown such a strong alliance for Bernie. It makes me sad. It makes me um, feel a little bit discouraged about where where I was hoping the uh, the, the America was headed. (laughs) Um, And it makes me... uh, Actually, it almost makes me hopeful again, though, because I think that a lot of people are seeing this and are just as disappointed and... um, I don't know if I would use the word enraged, but maybe <laughs> I think there are a lot of people who feel very similar to how we're feeling about this situation. And the fact that Bernie goes right ahead and endorses Biden and um, kind of I, it, what I see is basically aligning himself with the establishment. I mean, why would he do something like that? I don't I don't agree with it. I don't think that he ever I think that he his platform was everything that against what he just did.
0: Do you uh there's been a lot of claims on social media that I've been seeing especially from groups like Yang supporters. Andrew Yang's former supporters are they've especially been saying this that I've been noticing on social media. But the notion that Bernie Sanders is a sellout. Would you say that given yesterday's uh situation?
1: Maybe, uh, and it really pains me saying that, but I just have to be honest and I have to be um, true to what I believe. And I think that I, it, with a lot of people, trusted Bernie in this progressive fight for working class, for regular, average Americans. And he did kind of sell himself out, number one, by not speaking out against Biden. Number two, by not um uh, staying in the race and giving progressives a platform, and number three, but well, there's a lot. But then number three, he endorsed Joe Biden, the complete opposite of every single policy that he stands for. Um, so yeah, I, I I
0: would say yes. Um, like I um, that's a good answer. What about
1: you, Bennett? I want to know. That's
0: a good answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, for me, I am gonna say that he is kind of a sellout. I don't want to say he's a full sellout because he really did like completely change like politics in the US. Brought people like you and me into the political process. Brought millions like us as well. Definitely. He's the leader and then let a leader of all. Down. But <laughs> That being said, and him doing all these wonderful things along the years, leading up to this moment where he endorses Joe Biden, this is where I feel like he did sell out in that specific instance in endorsing Joe Biden. Because what I thought he was going to do was what he always said he was going to do was just support him, do everything he can to get him into the White House. I agree with that. Uh, from, like, a party perspective, like, I think that um, him being, like, one of, like, the second runner-up, like, he should uh, like, not be, like, the sore loser or whatever, and like, just stick it out, like he always said, um, just because that that would be consistent with what he said, not necessarily because mm-hmm. I agree with it. Um, but, um, I always thought that he should not have endorsed him because once again that is like putting your stamp of approval uh vouching for that candidate when you and in this case we all know that joe biden is pretty much as shitty as donald trump but maybe a little bit less uh or at least he smiles a bit more or says a little bit better things so um i don't think that if biden would be president like it would be the worst thing i think he would even be a better president than trump but that being said i'm just not gonna i don't want to like put my stamp of approval on the biden administration because of what the democratic party did i'm not gonna sign on to that because and people trying to guilt trip me because i'm not voting for joe biden uh isn't gonna really work Um, and that's because guilt tripping me into voting for Joe Biden like now when I didn't really ever support him and I wasn't the one that rigged the election or put all these people like in here like I didn't fucking force him down your mouth like I didn't force (coughs) him down anybody's throats Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and I don't think it's fair for other supporters to do that to me Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's where I stand kind of with that
1: well um if I can just say something else about this whole Bernie thing. Um, one thing that you mentioned and is consistency. And that's one thing that we have talked about time and time and time again on this podcast in support of Bernie. Is that he has the best track record from any politician as far as his consistent voting record. Mm-hmm. Um and his consistency for standing for working class people, for standing for civil rights, for human rights, um, this action is his... This is a complete inconsistency and a complete contradiction to everything that he has been consistent to up until this point. So I think that that is why I have to say that he is a sellout, because what, what... Bernie, what did you work your entire life for if you're just going to endorse Biden now? What what did you I mean, I he did bring this large coalition of progressive voters in this country. And he really, really, really did. I truly believe that he is the reason why we have AOC and we have what Trump calls the squad, you know, in Congress, I truly believe that he is a big, big reason for why they're there and why they were voted in. Um, but, And I credit him to that, but I think that anything moving forward in his, he, I think he knows that this was, and if he doesn't, he's gonna soon find out this was the end of his political career. I don't think that a lot of people will support him now. I think that he lost a lot of respect from people for doing this. Um, because people respected his consistency.
0: Yeah. And there's a large part of his following that is even though he is endorsing Joe Biden, they won't give Will a not
1: vote. Mm-hmm. They will not vote for him.
0: And that's yeah. like, that's not their fault necessarily. That's not the supporters' fault. That's not the voters' fault at all. Whose fault is it? It's the Democratic establishment. Democratic part,
1: yeah. Well, and this is kind of a side note, but... For everybody that is all butthurt about you, I, whomever saying that they don't, that they're not going to vote for Biden, let's just make this perfectly clear. Bernie should have never ran with the Democratic Party. He is not actually a true Democrat. So by uh, by saying that I'm not going to vote or whomever is not going to vote for Biden, though they supported Bernie, um... Means absolutely nothing because Bernie wasn't a Democrat from the get-go. He ran with the Democratic Party, but just because you go you were aligned yourself with Bernie does not mean that you ever aligned yourself with the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm.
0: That's true as well, I think. Um, but I also think that it it's really important to remember that Bernie is. Ah. Uh, He's a very conflicted person, and I think he takes wrong advice, or I think he takes advice from the wrong people um, in some ways. like I've heard um, articles, uh, I've seen articles that talk about how Bernie Sanders was even conflicted about taking big money uh, at, at one point in, in the 2016 campaign uh, when he was first running uh, for the presidency. Uh, he was conflicted on like basic things like that. And I think that even his endorsement of Joe Biden, it could have been pushed on him by Barack Obama when he was speaking to him. Because as we all know now, uh, in that article that was written by political, that bombshell article um, <laughs> that was titled oh, Barack Obama wins the, the, or, uh, the primaries or whatever. And, and then we find out that uh, Obama was calling all of these other candidates telling them Mm -hmm. to drop out and endorse Joe Biden pulling the strings in the background. And then we also found out from Obama's staff that not only did he do that, but that he spoke multiple times to Bernie Sanders as well. And in the coming days before he dropped out. So I think that, and then as we all know, Barack Obama actually endorsed Joe Biden today in a video as well.
1: And let's not forget, from the get-go, by, uh, Barack Obama had been saying he's going to have a quote-unquote hands-off approach to this election.
0: <laughs> very hands-off. Very, Obama. very, like, uh, <laughs> very hands-off. Um, but, and then he would even have, like, his staff, like, leak certain, like, uh, things uh, about him, like, saying that, oh, if, if Bernie Sanders gets too far, then... Obama might have to say something, even though like he wasn't going to do anything throughout the whole thing, no matter what. If Bernie Sanders got too far, they started leaking that Obama might say something. And it kind of started like that. And then now we found out after the fact that um, Obama was the one pulling the strings in the background to get all this shit done. I even posted on my Facebook page, my personal Facebook page earlier today, I was like, congratulations to Barack Obama on the, the third primary win. And I put little clapping emojis. Uh, I got mixed reactions on that, which I expected of course, um, because now most people don't know about that. And 98 people, uh, 98% of people don't know about it. And 90% of people will not believe you when you tell them. So it's really important to stick to the facts and just operate on reality when it comes to this kind of stuff, especially with like party politics, because a lot of it is like clouded. A lot of it is done in uh, the like smoke filled back rooms in Washington or whatever. Um, It's a very shitty um, political game that they like to play with people's lives, Um, especially right now during the coronavirus crisis, like they're in fucking recess for God knows what reason. Um, but yeah, so very, it's just something that you really, really need to pay attention to, especially when it comes to ele- presidential elections. This is the second time in a row that the, that the democratic party has pulled this shit and on, the, and on the same candidate. But what makes it even worse is that fucking Bernie doesn't stand out for himself, dude. Like he doesn't have balls. He doesn't have balls to stand up to his party. And that's why he lost. He lost because he doesn't have the balls to, to um, rally against his own party like the way that Donald Trump did and the way that he successfully did it in 2015 uh, and 16 to yeah. become the president.
1: And I think that he should have had bigger balls before this whole thing and just ran by himself independently with a different uh, or made his own political party or just did not run with the Democratic Party. Then he wouldn't have had to grow any kind of other balls and have to defend himself against the DNC. <laughs>
0: At the I get what you're saying, but at the same time, it's I don't think 2016 would have been a great year for that because most people, like most people, didn't even know that they can vote for a third party.
1: Oh no, I'm saying this year after getting oh, such yeah, a meant, yeah, giant fine. coalition yeah, 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 in yeah. 2016, he should have done that this in 2020.
0: Um, I actually meant 2020 when I said that. Um, I don't think right now would have been a good time. Although it is the right thing to do like long term and the only way to really do it at all because the Democratic Party squashes any kind of
1: progressive progressive,
0: yeah progressive that wants to get into the White House is uh, ever since FDR they they do not want another FDR. But um, yeah I don't think that 2020 was even a good year for a third party. I think everyone is all those third parties are going to get squashed again this year. Um...
1: I would beg to differ. If Bernie was in one of those third parties, people would be voting for him. Everybody who was going to vote for anybody, everybody who was voting for Bernie right now would still be voting for Bernie in the third party. And I think that a lot of Democrats would have switched to independent or and voted for him.
0: Um, I think people are too set in their. I I feel (laughs) like people are too set in their ways to do that. Like I feel like. America is not ready for that. Like, they are too set in their ways to, to that extent. Um, I think the next time around, or maybe two cycles from now, I feel like that would probably be better. Um, but w- that person needs to have a massive infrastructure behind them. Like, a like massive, Bernie. massive infrastructure. Bigger than Bernie's, actually. Um, even though he's huge. But he needs a bigger uh, audience. And he needs to have the credibility of Bernie. He needs to have Bernie's money. But he needs uh, a lot more than that as well. He needs a shit ton of infrastructure. Uh, but let's move on from this topic and on to the Facebook post that I was mentioning earlier, which is basically everyone uh, kind of goes into like what we were talking right now anyways, which is like a yes. general sentiment of a, a good amount of the Bernie supporters right now that are basically unwilling to vote for Joe Biden and are threatening a Dem exit. Um, So let's go ahead and read this, this was posted April 8th um, by a Facebook user, I don't really want to use her name but we'll say Laura for right now. And she starts it off by saying, Dear America, with Bernie Sanders suspending his campaign today dies any hope I had in a better country or world. We are fucked for lack of a better word. No presidential candidate in the history of elections has won Iowa, New Hampshire, and Nevada and not secure the presidential nomination. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was substantial. And she even knew that because she says, let me say it again. No one in the history of presidential elections has won these three swing states and not won the nomination. Ever. Ever. <laughs> Rest assured that the powers that... Be that saw this and took control to rig voter suppress and cheat this election. Biden could not win in a prize, not win a prize in a cheddar box, in a Cracker Jacks box, let alone a primary. And we see that actually being 100% true. I remember in the news reading about how that that was the case that every single person that has taken those three states using that momentum that even um, Professor David Ferris was talking about yesterday being a real thing in political science, which is uh, momentum. Mm -hmm. The real momentum that Bernie Sanders had in those first few states, it looked like he was going to crush him. Even the polls in South Carolina a few days before uh, they started (coughs) voting showed that Biden was going to get crushed until he started getting endorsements. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, like the first endorsement from Clyde Warden, and then we know the, the rest is history from there but extremely powerful can, like, do you, can you imagine the the machine it takes the, the machine that the Democratic Party is to be able to pull that off that's power you know mm-hmm. and that's like rigging shit that's like the definition of inequality and injustice oligarchy. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And the political parties keep that going. They keep the status quo going. And I'm going to keep going with this post. Uh, So just one second. I have never been more disgusted in a country or a fake election process in my life. Bernie raised more money than any other candidate based on donations of $27 or less. And I believe uh, $27 was the The dollar mark in 2016 but this time around I believe it was 17 or 18 dollars so uh, but yeah she kind of nailed that with or less Um, do you know how many people have to donate small amounts to reach 46 million per quarter a lot no corporations no billionaires no big oil uh, no big pharma banks or any media companies Just working class American people. Bernie's rallies exceeded the thousands every damn time, even in the freezing temperatures. And you were even at the one in in Chicago. Like you saw like how many people were out there, like 15,000, 20,000, right?
1: Bennett, it was absolutely insane. I mean, the rally was supposed to have already started and they didn't start because there were still people lining up to get in. I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: and it, was it cold outside? Like, was it uncomfortable to be outside at all or no?
1: You know, it was cold, but not really because there were so many people.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: okay. Um, but yeah, no, it was actually a decent day. Um, it was actually okay. a decent out.
0: Okay. 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 So we, we won't use that, but um, for whatever, like that just, that's besides the point. So uh, I also want to go on with this post saying that Uh, Joe Biden was lucky to even have 200 people at Israelis if he even bothered to campaign at all. The exit polls were so skewed that if this happened in any other country, the UN would have intervened. And what she's talking about is the exit polls in all those Super Tuesday states in South Carolina, like all those things, like there was huge discrepancies in that. And Mm -hmm. um Anything over um, 10%, like being off by over 10% in most states, the, the sign of election fraud is anything over 3%. So they were over 10%. <coughs> That's over three times the, the amount that the UN usually intervenes at. But she goes on to say, You guys bitch and moan about Venezuela and Brazil and intervening in their elections so they can live in a quote-unquote democracy. Well, look at your own country, people. Like, they're doing this to us too, right? Uh, yeah. Polling locations were closed in the poor, Latino, and college communities. And guess who were, who supported, uh, who's, who were they gonna vote for? Who are mm-hmm. Latinos? Like uh, Latinos are huge um, supporters of Bernie Sanders. Same thing with college students. College people.
1: students, yeah.
0: <laughs> they blew like they, Joe Biden has like almost no support for any of the young people. Mm-hmm. Um, so like all these people are vo- like this is intentional. People like this is what they want you to see. So um, it goes on to say. Um, But your precious TV would not comment on that because they are paid off as well. Every single station, this includes NPR and all the ones you think are legit. They are not. And yesterday we saw the absolute lowest point in the history of in this country's uh, Fox election process with people in line to vote for hours risking their lives during a global pandemic. If you think that for one second this... Oh, um... <laughs> You don't have to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um...
1: But in a global pandemic, I mean, like, exactly. One thing that David Ferris mentioned yesterday, which I completely agree with, is we need to be securing mail ballots. I don't understand why they're still having, they're not closing polling locations and telling people that they're going to cancel their primary and have everybody vote via mail. I mean, this is insane. This is a global pandemic and we're telling people to go out to vote. You clearly know there are going to be people who are not going to go out to vote. And who are those people? Democrats. You know what's even
0: more fucked up about that is that Trump is um, pretty much letting USPS go bankrupt. Yeah, so like, who the so fuck is even the, gonna like? <laughs> who's gonna even get these uh, mail-in bo- ballots like to these people, or like, like how are they gonna move shit around? <sighs> so like, it's it's absolutely insane, um, and that's just for greedy ass reasons because Republicans want to fucking privatize <clears throat> that shit and wanting to do that for a long time. But that's beside mm-hmm. the point once again. So going back to the the status here, we are the only industrialized country without healthcare because we are lied to and told we can't afford it, then what are we? When we scratch this sham, when we watch this sham of a government continually bail out trillions to Wall Street, big banks and corporations, while we beg for a measly one-time payment of $1,200 to make sure our kids eat, what are we? When we are out of work and the economy is tanking, but yet we still are supposed to pay rent and bills with no help from our own money, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and when big pharma and big insurance are, are so dominating that if you get a cancer diagnosis or an autoimmune disease, there's a good chance you will have to declare bankruptcy and most likely have to start a GoFundMe to pay for it. Like they literally, I, I've seen shit where they, mm-hmm. they literally tell people like if you cannot afford this or whatever, like your insurance caps you at whatever amount and you can't afford the rest of your treatment, start to GoFundMe. Like, that's literally what the financial advisors are, like, the hospital systems will tell you. And that's fucking ridiculous in the most richest country in the history of the world. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. Um, she goes on to say, when people are dying because they can't afford medication in this country, what should we call ourselves? When, quote-unquote, we the people have lost all of... Um, all control of a nation that is supposedly for the people and by the people, then what are we left with? We are supposed to have no taxation without representation, let me assure you. There is no one representing you. So we pay trillions in taxes with absolutely nothing to show for it and we don't even bother to protest or wonder why there is no one who gives a shit when we need help. And yes, I mean right now, no one is fighting for you, except Bernie. He was our only hope. Biden can't win. The Democratic Party may as well hang it up because the DNC will be decimated by this. I know I will, Dem exit today, along with the millions of others who are Bernie or bust. It was a promise and not a threat. We said, look at 2016 and learn, but you didn't. You just beat the same damn dead horse again. Biden is Trump-lite and Hillary 2.0. Damn. That is... I'm going to say that again because that shit is so real. So real. Biden is Trump-lite and Hillary 2.0. Like, damn. Crazy. That's, that's so, like, that's dead on. That's dead on. Um, yeah, we she, need to have this chick on our show. <laughs> <laughs> She goes on to say, Biden is also a rapist. And that and the rape apologizing that I've seen from Me Too or uh, Time's Up and the Women's March is just one of the most disturbing things I've ever witnessed. You can no longer say, I don't know why women don't come forward because now you fucking know. We fought hard, but this is the dying fight. We can't fight this. This is way too powerful and they have way too much money. And when you own the media, you own the minds of the people of this country. And I'm gonna reiterate that. When you own the media, you own the minds of the people in this country. And who owns the media? Let's think about this for a second. Pause. Who owns the media? The wealthy, right? Like who owns like Washington Post? Literally the richest guy in the world, Jeff Bezos. Who owns like CNN, Time Warner? Like, what the fuck like who like all these uh, the oligarchy the oligarchs are the ones behind and own the mass media the corporate media that dominates the airwaves so it's them that's pushing this narrative and it's them that don't want the status quo to leave to lose power because they will they'll lose power they'll lose influence and they'll lose money so let's go back to the post saying um, your only hope, America, is to throw throw your fucking TV out. It's a brainwashing device. You can think <laughs> for yourself and watch it. You cannot be woke and watch it. You cannot claim you're educated and watch it. There's absolutely no excuse left to watch it. You know it is bought and paid for propaganda. So stop taking. So stop watching it. Take responsibility. They own the media, so they will keep winning. So, I'm gonna end it there. It keeps on going a little bit further, but uh, I think that was a great gist of the sentiment that's going on right now with a lot of the progressive wing of the party, not necessarily Bernie voters, because there are more leftists than just Bernie supporters.
1: Yeah,
0: um, so it, well, and i thing, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just gonna say um, one part. I I don't. I think you might have skipped it, but maybe you did. Bring it and There's just so much of this here. But she says, when your basic right to vote, the basic foundation that this country was founded on, is taken away, then what are you left with? And that's such a powerful statement because our right to vote is something that is extremely extremely precious and extremely I mean that's what gives us the opportunity to be politic to have a say and in, in in policy and anything that has to do with our day-to-day well-being I mean voting is more than just a presidential election um, and when you have the establishment purposefully snuffing out candidates that, the majority of the population want um what are you left with <laughs> what what do you have you don't the, i mean it is voter suppression like i it yeah
0: like not only want but need you know because poll after poll showed that bernie sanders would have done much better against donald trump than joe biden mm-hmm Poll after well, polls showed many people, many of Bernie supporters in the Democratic Party would not consider voting for Joe Biden. And they chose to ignore that, uh, chose to ignore those statistics and mm-hmm. those facts. So well, don't blame us. We didn't it yeah. out there.
1: Exactly. Blame and, the party. And it's, to, and to me, what I, what I keep, what I can't help but go back to is just the fact that when she says that no one in the history of a presidential election has won Iowa, New Hampshire and Nevada and has not secured the nomination this is a very very negative historical moment right right now that we are we are living in and the fact that people there are people out there a lot of people out there that are saying you know the people have spoken. You need to just vote for Biden because this is, you know, what the Democratic Party, you know, the majority of Democrats want. That is just factually not true. It's not true. If Biden, if this election was not rigged, and um, I, I don't want to use that word because people will get on get on me for saying that, but if this was, if yep. if, if if Obama did not push Klobuchar, boot a judge. Uh, to drop out and endorse Biden if there wasn't this push from establishment to make certain decisions then this would not have happened mm-hmm. so I don't I, I this people have not spoken <laughs> this is not the people's candidate clearly this isn't the people's candidate um, yeah I think it's, it's really
0: important to to know the difference of what you're talking about right so like Who, like, it's, they give the illusion that, like, like, that uh, Biden was chosen by the people. And why I say illusion is because it seems like people are just, like, they're, he won because he got the most votes, right? Like, no shit, like, common sense, right? But it wasn't just that. Like, you wouldn't have, he wouldn't have gotten that many votes if... Klobuchar supporters would have still had to would have still had her to vote for because she was Mm -hmm. still rising in the polls. Fucking um, Pete Buttigieg was gonna do decent. He had won Iowa for God's sakes.
1: Absolutely.
0: Like someone who won a state giving up after like the fourth or fifth state, like what the fuck is that? Like that was a total shocker. Mm -hmm. And as we know, like now it's not a complete shocker because we know who was pulling the strings in the background none other than fucking barack obama dude
1: and i'm so glad you brought that up because that is that is like the biggest reason why biden has all of these delegates which is really what this comes down to are is the delegate count and he would not have gotten the votes and in turn the delegates because klobuchar voters would have never voted for biden Buttigieg voters would have never wavered from Pete Buttigieg. And the only reason why they did that is because they dropped out and they didn't know where to go. And oh, hey, how convenient my candidate is endorsing this other candidate. I'm going to vote for him now.
0: Um, And and then they also (laughs) get told all this shit on the media and being fed all the the media hype. So it was a conjunction of the Democratic Party, the establishment uh, representatives, former candidates endorsing Joe Biden and in conjunction with the media hyping Joe Biden and at the same time shit talking Bernie Sanders.
1: Yeah. And at the same. same time,
0: they were talking shit about Bernie Sanders supporters and Bernie bros and how they're like their douchebags online and how it's basically like unique to Bernie supporters, which is complete bullshit. And support and attacking the supporters of a candidate is stupid as fuck. Like, A, you're going to ask them for their vote later on. And now they're surprised and pissed that we're not going to vote for them. Especially (laughs) after talking all that shit to us. Like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Um, But... I
1: mean... I mean, I don't I don't want to go that far because I know that there, that it happens on both sides of the aisle because of when Trump was That's running, unique. there was a lot of crap going out about Trump supporters and about how they were acting out and blaming it on Trump. And which I do believe that his rhetoric did cause people to make some decisions that they otherwise would not have made. Um, okay. But either way, it's not a good political strategy to go after voters, which in turn, you're going to want to vote for you. Um, and then be surprised when they don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think that anybody trash talking Trump supporters really think that they're ever going to vote for them. But you know? what's so?
0: What's worse about it is that like other people, other voters buy it because the the media, mm-hmm. the media is the one that's saying it. Like these credible, quote unquote, credible people. Well, and it's it.
1: fellow Democrats, Democrats saying it about other Democrats, mm-hmm. which makes it worse. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think this is a great place to end it. But unless you have anything else you want to talk about before we end this, but
1: um, no, just that. Like she said, every single station that we are, you all are listening to, are not as credible as you think they are. So, just really, really, really look at your news, guys. Um, Absolutely. Don't be blinded by
0: by this. Like, my biggest thing for you guys, my advice, because um, obviously Ashley and I have had to, like, sift through all this shit, too, which is why we decided to start a podcast, you know? Like, this is our like this is our whole thing. Like, we we know that most of the media lies to you on a day-to-day basis, and for decades they've been lying. Like, that's why Trump is successful, has been so successful with his fake news campaign that he's <laughs> really... That's really his thing, so that he started in 2015 and started talking shit about the, the news media. And he's not he's not wrong. As much as everyone wants to like say like that uh, the the media is like very necessary to keep like a president accountable, and I think that's fundamentally true, but mm-hmm. I think our specifically our media in the United States is skewed and once again that's due to Where the money comes from. And in this country. That's what it all comes down to.
1: It's the money.
0: It's the money. Absolutely. And I can't help but think of it. Like as. uh, That one quote. (laughs) Like uh, money is the root of all evil. And I. It doesn't seem like this is uh, another. uh, Any different from that. But my. Once again. Going back to my recommendation to you guys. What I do is I consume media from a bunch of different sources. So, like, I follow Politico, I follow The Hill, I follow progressive outlets that specifically speak uh, to the progressive base and talk about our talking points. I follow Fox News, I follow Breitbart, I follow PBS. I want to get an overall gist of what everyone is talking about, but at the same time, be aware where I'm getting the information from and be completely aware that sometimes the shit i'm reading won't always be right you know and that goes down to where you're getting your media from like the intercept is one of those really good places that you can just reliably go there for like really good content um so i just think that that's like um, a really solid way to just go about your media intake just get a variety, your taste out, get a, a feel out for what you like, and decide um, to go with it. Uh, but don't go with things that people just like agree with you because I think that what's really important yeah. is to be aware of other people's opinions, why Absolutely. they think that, and because we all have to live with each other anyways. You know, like I have members of my family that are Republican. My fucking mom voted for Donald Trump. You know. So, like, I almost disowned her, but, I mean, (laughs) that was the the size of her, you know? But I had to live with it, and I had to live with his family.
1: And I'm glad that you brought that up about listening to the other side, because it's really important to absorb all media outlets, all opinions, because I think that that this country has progressively... uh, Leaned into um, this idea of like individualism, which we're all, all, of course, always been known for. But this idea that my opinions are are um, more more important than yours. I don't want to hear your opinion when somebody tries to Mm -hmm. give you an opinion that they don't, that you don't agree with. You just don't want to hear it, Mm -hmm. and that's dangerous. It's extremely dangerous to not want to hear the other side. Not only are you not questioning your own beliefs but you're which how do you know if it's accurate if you're not questioning but you're also that's how you can combat the other side you need to know there and maybe that's just like my, my desires to be an attorney in me but like you have to know the other side to be able to combat their arguments to be able to that's the whole point of arguing is to anticipate what they're going to say mm-hmm. um so, yeah, it's in with the way that the news is nowadays, you have to listen to both sides because you don't even know which side is actually telling the truth.
0: Absolutely. And one, sometimes I'm going to say this now, like I think it's a good time to say no. Sometimes Donald Trump even tells more of the truth than Democrats. Yes. I hate to say it, but sometimes it's true. Sometimes Donald Trump will say things that even Bernie Sanders won't say. He'll call out the Democratic Party when Bernie Sanders even won't say those things about them, e- even though they're stabbing in the fucking back and twisting the knife as hard as they can, and shoving it as far deep in his abdomen as they can, and stabbing him over and over again. He won't say shit. And that goes the same thing for Fox News. They might you um, might disagree with them fundamentally, or you might think that like they're fake news or whatever, or that they're very biased. And and in many cases, I would agree with you. In many cases, I would agree with you, but sometimes they tell the truth, and to their uh, to their population of like audience, or their, their viewers, which is once again, Fox News is the the most watched network in America by far. Mm-hmm. Like year after year, they they win. So I I think it's it's interesting that sometimes the The Republicans and the conservatives on Fox News and their audience gets better information and more credible information than the audiences of CNN, MSNBC and all these other like liberal extensions of the media. So it's really interesting. And that's why I think it's important for you to get a taste of everything because of issues like that. Um, But I think this is a great place to end this episode. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I loved talking about this with you guys. And I'm sure Ashley did too. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So um, once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time. I mean, these are troubling times. But of course, we will keep our audience updated. But I think this is a great place to wrap up. So once again, thank you so much for... Tuning in to this episode of this podcast. Your word of mouth is our oxygen, so please give us a five star rating on um, Apple Podcast if you're listening on there. Yes. And tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dogs, tell your cats, <laughs> uh, tell everybody about uh, your new progressive podcast that you're listening to. with. Your homies, Bennett and Ashley, who update you on the latest and greatest in the news, um, which we're happy to do. Of course, follow us also on Facebook at The Oligarchy Disruptor. You can follow us on Twitter at Ben the Disruptor and Ashley at
1: Ash the Disruptor
0: absolutely and also guys please do not forget to vote i know with all this coronavirus shit it's very easy to forget what's going on right now but um what i mean is like the election and stuff that's also going on simultaneously in the background but over half the nation has not cast their vote yet so It is very important that you vote in the primaries up until the general election, which we will go to face Donald Trump. So I'll leave it to the queen of voting to give you her spiel (laughs) about that. So I'll go ahead.
1: All right, everybody. Yes, don't forget to vote. Um, If you do not know where your polling place is, perfect website. It's called your fucking polling place dot com. And it's very simple. Just type in your address, press OK, and your polling place will show up um, in the times that they're open. Again, that's your fucking pollingplace.com. And then, um, oh, yeah, any questions you have about voting? So, what your registration status is, um, if you can same day register to vote. I think a lot of states, um, actually, I'm not going to say that because I'm not totally sure about how um, states are. I know in Illinois, they stopped voter registration online quite a few weeks before the actual um election but a lot of states have same-day registration um if you aren't really sure what else is going to be on your ballot there's also a little section for you to see what's on your ballot and this website is called rockthevote.org super awesome and there's lots of questions uh that's rockthevote.org don't forget to vote guys
0: All right, guys. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Your word of mouth is our oxygen. So we will leave it there. Thank you once again, and we will see you next time.